This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. What the original Cobblecast was supposed to be. The entire <laughs> idea was proposed because my friend Brandon was like, hey man, my friend's over at Cobble. And I was like, fuck yeah. And then we did four or five episodes not with you, and the entire thing was kind of fake until you make it, but everybody knows Dale Comstock, finally back. He's been playing hard to get for the last month, going and hunting down looters in New Orleans, or however the hell you're doing, and uh, author of American Badass, and Don the Pleb, who's going to narrate American Badass, Devin, who's a Marine who just got back, served, and was in your at Kabul Airport, and then me, who has never served and am a total pussy but if I surround myself with enough people that have served, maybe it kind of blurs the lines. But last time I had Don as my military translator to ask Devin sort of pertinent questions. But because Dale is at the apex of, of military, I wanted to know what Dale's thoughts were. Or Dale, now that you have Devin right here, do you have any specific questions about or is there any questions you can ask that uh, the average listener like myself wouldn't necessarily think of? Uh, well, man, first thing comes to mind, Devin, <clears throat> so what was your ROE? That's, I'm always curious about the ROE. <laughs> and, and so, you know, if I, if I had to guess, my guess was this is what came down to chain of command. Your ROE is not do a goddamn thing. Don't put any fucking live ammo on your weapons and just fucking stand there and be a visual deterrent. That's what I'm thinking probably happened, but correct me if I'm wrong on that. <laughs> well... Uh, I guess that, that's partially right. Um, yeah, they, they definitely didn't want us getting too involved uh, on actions, but I'm not going to say what I did. <laughs> I, I followed most rules. Um, yeah, they, they just wanted us to, to make sure that nobody was coming in that didn't need to be coming in, and uh, that was pretty much it. Uh, we weren't allowed to use any lethal force that was reserved to the uh, Afghan uh, National Army that was there. Um, oh, I figured, defer <clears throat> to them, uh, yeah, that, that's pretty much right. There's two things. There's the rules and then there's what's right. So they give they, they put down the rules that most of them call bullshit on, and then the rest of us do what's right. We lock and load anyways. And I've been down this, this road many times. Um, I guess... If I got a second, I'll just jump in and give an example. So I was in a location one time where uh, there was only around 15 of us Americans, um, and the bad guys knew we were there, and we were told to literally lock up all our weapons and ammunition. And, uh, and of course, the guys I was with, we disobeyed that. We kept our M4s underneath our mattresses. We kept our handguns on us, and we kept them loaded in spite of all the of all the crap. And then uh funny thing is we got to go home for Christmas vacation. And while we were gone, two terror cells had been, well, one of them had been um, compromised by the, by the Intel service. The second cell got away. But what they discovered at these, the cell locations is 
They literally had maps, photographs. They had complete layouts of the facility we were staying in, and we were actually practicing, uh, preparing for a Christmas Eve attack. And we were gone. One, lucky because there are two. They compromised it before they could actually execute. And so upon returning, my first question was, well, so now we can go ahead and carry our weapons, right? And the answer was still the same. No, no weapons, no ammunition, lock them up. Of course, nobody obeyed that bullshit. And a lot of times it's, a lot of times it's civilians that are making these decisions. <clears throat> civilians without military background, politicians, um, people have never, ever had to fight or defend their life or anybody else's for that matter. These guys are paper tigers. And, uh, and they put guys like us in harm's way to advance their political agendas and at the, at the expense of our blood and blood of our sons and daughters. And uh, I have nothing but complete contempt for the United States government, the State Department, this asshole they call the president, and others for these very reasons. I've been to enough campaigns that I have seen us lose men for nothing. Somalia is a great example of that Mogadishu. Um, you know, uh, Afghanistan, what do we do? We spent 20 years trying to get Taliban, get rid of Taliban, just to give it back to Taliban and arm them, um, you know, and give them lots of money, you know, at, at the expense of what? A whole lot of lost lives. So there's my little tirade for the, for the day. <laughs> you, you see the, uh, the videos coming out? Because go, go right on back to Cobblecast 1. And Dale and I were talking about... This is not going to be 2001. Everybody's got a cell phone. You're going to find out what the Taliban is like in 4K. And it's going to be coming because they're, you know, now it's not one guy with his, his video camera. And sure enough, uh, I see a new one at most or, you know, at absolute least every day. Every day there's a new video of somebody getting hung, burned, uh, decapitated, something. And it's, it, you should have known it was coming, you know, <laughs> but... Well, it's, we all knew it was coming. That's the thing. Is the reality is everybody knows and knew it was coming. Yeah. Everybody knew it. Even though deniers up there knew it, they just, you know, the deniers are liars. That's oh, what yeah. it comes down to. And uh, everybody knows it. And and what happened immediately on the heels of this whole fucking, you know, this whole goddamn disaster, this catastrophe, if you will, what happened? The, uh, the, the sleight of hand started, you know, the fucking... Let's uh let's focus on COVID again. Let's 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 put in a mandate, you know, that all these people have to get vaccinated because you know what we're what the government is doing. They're playing off of people's fear. They know that Americans, uh, particularly on the left, um, and the undereducated, the uneducated, uh, even the educated are total fucking fools. Um, they knew that fear would freaking persuade them and distract them from what's really going on for a virus with a 99.9976% survivability rate. And so um, it's a sleight of hand movement. Unfortunately, the, the bigger issue is still out there, and that is the bigger threat to the world. It's not COVID. It's terrorism. And not only is it terrorism, it's the, it's the fact that we have lost face with the entire world, regardless of what Biden and, 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 and fucking circle back Saki says, um, we have lost faith, face. And, and we are like weak in their deptitude, before the ineptitude, and uh, it's going to come back and haunt us worse than the COVID ever did. There, there's a big problem being the guy who, who uh, you know, <clears throat> speaks quietly and carries a big stick and then dropping the big stick, right? Yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's what we did here, right? It's like, hey, look, be advised. Uh, the last thing on planet Earth you want is the American military coming to your country. I promise you, you don't want it. And then 
what do we do? We went, well, maybe we'll give you 80, $100 million or sorry, billion dollars worth of equipment and return your country to you. Oh, by the way, with a hit list of people that helped us. Uh, yeah. Maybe you do want Americans coming to your country. And, and for the record, and we did this last time, we do have to clarify that uh, Don, Dale, and myself are speaking for ourselves. We're not jeopardizing Devin's still active military career. Um, yeah. Devin's his own, his own spokesperson. But I was thinking... I was thinking, I mean, I mean, it sounds crazy, but I mean, it, it does seem like it seems like a, a controlled demolition from the inside. I mean, mandatory vaccines in the military and now calling for dishonorably discharging those who don't those who don't take it, including special forces, Navy SEALs. I mean, I can only imagine Delta is just going to do whatever the fuck they want because they produce guys like Dale. But I mean, it seems like a controlled demolition from the inside. Uh, yeah. well, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yuri Bezmanov, yeah. Right. I mean... I agree, man. I mean... You know, years ago, I think I mentioned this in one of the other uh, podcasts. So I'm good friends with uh, Alan West, who's actually running for governor of Texas right now. And years ago, I met him um, by chance in Los Angeles. He had me on one of his shows. Um, and about six months later, he invited me back to his show again. This time up in Washington, D.C., and he wanted to talk about the topic of women in combat arms. And uh, so I went up there. I was happy to talk about it. And uh, and I gave my opinion on it. And he thought, what is, you know, what's going on here? Why do we have to have women in combat arms? Uh, besides trying to placate, you know, all the liberals out there and, and women. I said, my opinion is, this is my opinion. I told him back then, I said, the reason why is because if you look at combat arms, you look at the Marines, you look at Rangers, you look at infantry, you look at Special Forces, you look at SEALs. 99.99% of those guys in those ranks are conservatives. They're patriots that believe in, in what America used to be and what it should be. And so that is your, those are your pipe hitters, man. And, and as long as those guys are staying, you know, adhering to the Constitution and what is America, it's going to be hard to, to turn the military against civilians now you could argue well they'll turn you know the 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 support people but the support people don't have the the combat mindset or the skills or training to do anything to anybody but uh so my thought was this was part of the agenda this was years ago man when i got on i think maybe eight or nine years ago and i told him i said you know this is the left attempt to diffuse okay and infuse um liberal thought into what I thought was a conservative, a conservative institution, okay? And so if you can inject liberal thought by way of women, lesbians, you know, gays, all this stuff, all right, that tend to be liberal, okay, what you're going to do is dilute the, the, this, the fighting capability of the organization. And I always use the analogy, you know, imagine, imagine your squad is tasked to take out a... Uh, you know, a bunker on top of a hill in combat, right? And the water comes down to, to take it out. And I can see where this would go. And this is maybe this is just a little bit uh, over the top, but this is just an example. I can see the next step is going to Tuari, okay, men and women and everything in between. We're going to go and attack this, this bunker and take out the enemy. I can see the conversation after that. Uh, Sir, maybe we should send them an email first. Or perhaps, you know, you wait it out a little bit. Maybe they'll just give up on their own. Or maybe we just leave and they'll leave the place and we come back and we take it, you know. It starts to become a negotiation, right? Rather than 
you know, just start three bags full, let's attack, you know. And this is where the problem lies. And that is why that son of a bitch, General Miley, okay, overstepped his bounds. And when he called the deal, when he counted, called his counterpart, okay, he's got no counterpart in China, okay? But that's what he's arguing, that uh, he was basically informing his counterpart that if we ever decide we're going to launch an attack, particularly a nuclear attack, um, that he would inform them ahead of time, right? Um, that's way outside of his purview. And more importantly, um, he might say, well, it's, it's you know, it's, it's, it's expected the right thing to do. Well, I can tell you it's not the right thing to do if your chain of command is not aware that you're going to do it and they're not aware that you did do it. And so he did bypass the chain of command and he became a rogue on his own. And by the way, this asshole thinks he's a conservative or pretends to be a conservative when he's far from that. This is a CRT, you know, uh, you know, CRT supporter, Marxist supporter. And the fact that he actually called, you know, the Chinese, Chinese counterpart and informed them that though he would tell on our government if we were going to do an attack, that is nothing more than sedition and treason. That stuff of bitch needs to be hung from the White House and on and gutted in front of everybody, man. That guy is total garbage. But that's an example of what happens when you send liberals into the military, you get this kind of a breakdown in discipline and in good order, and we got and we have degraded our, our fighting capability. And if everybody thinks that doesn't matter, you're not you're sleeping at the wheel because if you're looking what's going on right now in Southeast Asia, and the Chinese, while we're arguing about which tool that transgender should use, okay, a target, the Chinese built the largest navy in the world. Okay. Um, not only, and they were making their moves. In fact, I live in Indonesia, and so far I'm aware of at least three drone submarines they have recovered from the Chinese that have run out of gas, batteries went dead, or whatever, but basically live up on the beaches of Indonesia. Three of them. So what do you think they're doing? They're mapping, they're mapping the, the waterways. For what? Ships and submarines. Okay, why would they do that? Because they want the tactical advantage. They want to know their terrain before they initiate their assault. Which is already underway, underway, by the way. Uh, well, they're like, they're openly like, talking about going after Taiwan now. Exactly. exactly. We said that last time, right? They've they already said we're coming for it, you know, and we're going to eat your lunch. And in fact, what they've been doing, as I mentioned before, is they're literally dredging the ocean bottom for sand from around Taiwan. They have hundreds and thousands of barges been pulling sand away from, from around the Taiwanese coast and basically destroying their, ship, uh, their fishing grounds. And their agenda is to do two things. One, they might start to starve them out to take the sand away from them and build other islands, staging points throughout the uh, southeast um, through the uh, Indochina Sea. So, my, and here's, and I'll, I'll, I'll cap out one more thing, I'll shut up, you know. And so the Australians, I always laugh when the Australians get on social media and they downplay or they throw the Americans under the bus because, you know, what's the, you know, what's the obsession with firearms? Why does everybody have to have a gun? Well, this was, this was all the shit talking they did over a year ago, right? And guess what? They're standing there with their pants down going, damn, we don't have guns. We don't have an effective Navy. We ain't got an effective military to do anything to the Chinese. And, and basically, they're sitting ducks. And they're probably praying and hoping to God that the Americans, which, by the way, is not going to happen under Biden, will come to their aid when the time hits when the shit the pan. If you're waiting on the Europeans, Europeans ain't doing shit either. They're, <laughs> they're, a, bunch, they're a bunch of neutered, you know, individual groups, countries, that have relied on the Americans for their protection. And, and on tangent on that is, you know, everybody talks about socialism and how Norway and all these other countries have socialist programs that are successful. Well, if those little bitches had to pay for their own military, it wasn't paying for ours, they wouldn't have those programs. So everybody's dependent on good old USA, which, by the way, good old USA, thanks to Biden, 
it has turned into a third world country very rapidly. And uh, we ain't come to save anybody. And I will tell you, to all my veteran friends out there, um, you know, and, and if you're not my veteran friend, it's okay if you're in the military. I'm going to tell you, walk away. I used to never say that. I used to encourage people to go to the military. I'm saying, run away, save your life, because you'll die for nothing. And you'll die fighting, fighting for Marxism. And you'll die to, you'll die at the knees of the communists because they're going to kick our ass. Uh, so, uh, for legal disclaimer reasons, Devin disavows all of this. Devin is a third-party spectator. Devin, what are your thoughts as we've just as we've just verbally assaulted you for the last ten minutes? No, I didn't verbally assault. No, 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 not you. I support him. Oh, I know that. No, I know that. I mean, in general, we've we've he, we he's let... in a bad place, not by any doing of his own, but by this administration. They have literally flipped the script, you know. And we went from this this. You know, what I would think was the most powerful military world, which it is, to now one of the most benign, inner, you know, neutered militaries in the world. Devin? Uh, so, <laughs> my, my recent application, you know, uh, might not want me to comment on most of the opinions, but uh, I definitely see a change in the winds, uh, the way the military is running, the way that the government's um, basically running the, the whole military. Um, it definitely seems a little softer. Um, that's pretty much all I can really say. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll expand on that. So you're right. And, and I actually saw this happening in 2001, which is one of the reasons I got out. So this is not, this didn't just happen overnight. This was in process back in 2001. It started with, um, you know, the stress cards and basic training. You know, you can't yell at the guy. You got to hold the stress card. You got to shut your mouth and leave him alone. Then it went to, okay, you don't have to pass the PT test and basic training. When you get your unit, your sergeant will get you in shape. Then it happened, turned into, okay, I love these black berets on these uh, rangers or these green berets on these special forces guys. I want all the, everybody in the military have a black beret and feel good about themselves. So take away the ranger's beret and put a black one on everybody's, on everybody's milling that didn't deserve it, but just to make them feel good. Um, then it turned into guys don't need to pass the swim test to come to special forces. We know what why that happened, and it just so happened to have a water team. And my argument was, I don't need some guy showing up at my door as my new soldier. He can't swim, and I have a water team that I might have to deploy tomorrow on a water operation somewhere around the world. I don't have time to, to teach him how to swim. And uh, so I started seeing all these things coming to include I couldn't drop my soldiers for push-ups, for carrying a privately uh, for carrying an import in a privately owned vehicle. Um, I had to make him go home and write an essay on accountability responsibility. When this shit started, you know, setting in in uh, 2001, that's when I threw the towel and I said, you guys can stick this shit in your ass, man. I was praying to God that when I left that uh, things would flip around and get better. But from all indications, it's just continuing to erode and erode, including the infusion of liberal thought and women in combat arms to where we are today. Um, we are, the United States is in death throes, man. And I don't know how this is going to get flipped around. Uh, if we somehow take back the House and Senate next year, and we get another fucking uh, a hard-nosed, you know, conservative in office in 2024. That's our only, that's the only thing that's going to stay with us. Otherwise, we're done for good. So, there, there, I don't know how this has never occurred to me, because I know we have talked about, you know, the, the slowing down of, of standards or, you know, the total elimination of them over time. The first and last thing you hear in Marine Corps boot camp, Right. Well, you know, you, you sit receiving and you wait around for like a week. But once you actually get to boot camp, the drill instructors, they, you know, they uh, 
whoever your receiving drill instructor is, he marches you in, your drill instructors are there, and it's the boot camp scene straight out of Full Metal Jacket, right? They're all standing, uh, you know, a parade rest. And uh, in fact, it's it's way more intense than Full Metal Jacket, honestly, because there's a bunch of them, and it's not just senior drill instructor. But the first thing you hear is our mission is to turn you from civilians into physically fit, basically trained Marines, and we will accomplish that mission. And the last thing you hear at graduation is, we took your sons and daughters and we turned them from American civilians into physically fit, basically trained Marines. It's all they do. (laughs) (laughs) If you're not going to have them do that, what the fuck's the point of (laughs) working? No, I mean, that's... But then... But then I kind of get confused because then there's things like we're building nuclear subs for Australia now to, yeah. to, to deter China. And it's like, well, what exactly is going on? Like, is it all for naught? Is it all lost? Like, and it's the one thing I can I, I always just think of is and this is just human nature. So, I mean, I'm just going to take the liberty and extrapolate it out to the military. Every generation thinks every subsequent generation is softer and less less fit to do it, and it's and it's accurate, but this has also been going on since the dawn of time, right? You know, you kids have it so easy. You have domesticated horses. You kids have it so easy. You have cars. You kids have it so easy. You have telephones. You kids have it so easy. You have the internet, and it is true. I mean, we are all you know weaker than the predecessors, yet humanity just. It, continues to fumble forward and, you know, feel its way through space and time. And here we are. Is, is it all just, I mean, is this going on in every other nation? Is this every generation just more of a pussy than the last, but it all balances out? Or as Dale said, are we in the death throes of the American empire? Well, let me, let me uh, say the almighty phrase that is, is some total guidance of living your life for the military. Complacency kills. And, if you don't think we're the most complacent society that America has ever seen, uh, go outside your house for 15 minutes on any day of the week and just stand at the nearest major street corner and watch the people. And that's all they're doing, right? These people don't know that there's a bus traveling at them at 70 miles an hour. And sometimes that's not some metaphorical example, right? You know... <laughs> When I was a kid, you had to look both ways when you crossed the street. At this point, you don't even need to know there's a street. You know, you just keep walking. And that is the kind of mentality that carries over to everything, right? If you just don't care, if everything is just going to be fine, you know it's just going to be taken care of, then, you know, Don Hyperbolic mentioned Nazis. Ha ha, it's the internet. Well, look, that was a lot of people who went, you know, these communists are a real goddamn problem. They're stopping my complacency, and that is bothering me. They are hurting people in the streets. So the first guy to show up and go, hey, I'll stop them. Everybody went, sounds great, do it. As long as you stop them so I can go back to not caring. And it turns out the guys who offer to do that are real dickheads. That's, I remember watching one of your old streams, Don. Or maybe it was with me. I, maybe they're all just blending together. It's a, <laughs> I was watching you with some fucking douchebag that looks an awful lot like me. But I remember you saying you're like all in all throughout history, and you're like this. You're like, this isn't condoning it, but it's right. It's it's right. It's isn't Hegelian dialectic. It's it's problem solution. And when you have, I mean, really, just these screeching harpies of you know of we are bad. The capitalist man is oppressing. I mean, truly at its core, it's people going. 
man, I can't go to work because these fucking faggots are on the street waving rainbow flags telling me I'm evil. And like, I legitimately just got to get to my 9 a.m. shift at Home Depot. Well, what comes in is communists arise through complacency. And then a fascist comes in and kills all the communists. And then you have fascism. You're kind of sowing your own, right? You're kind of digging your own grave with this shit because all someone has to try to come in with a fascist 30 years ago and it'd be like, no, 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 you can't do that because it's that is a disruption to your status quo. But now when you get censored for saying anything, when me being a white male with blue eyes is is akin to being a baby raper, eventually someone does come in and they offer a solution that really maybe, you know, hey, Tommy, jump out of your second story apartment onto a trampoline. I'm good, bro. Kitchen's on fire, doors shut. Tommy, jump at it. Fuck it, I'll hop on the trampoline. (laughs) When you make society so just, at the very least, just unable to be complacent, I just want to play video games. And, you know, lack of getting banned on Red Dead Redemption, it, it, it controls what you can and cannot name your fictional character. Because they don't want you to offend people. And it takes yeah. out all the fun names. You get some really creative spelling with different characters and stuff. But when it boils down to not the communists are in the street and they're fighting your... No, when it's just like, dude, I just want to play Xbox and it's now it's seeping into... I just wanted to do a podcast and shoot the shit. And now I'm getting called a Nazi and I'm somehow getting tied into <laughs> interviewing all these doctors. And I'm like, I don't even know how the fuck this happened. Well, then someone comes along and goes... <laughs> Hey, man, I heard you got a commie problem. And you go, fuck it. Take it. I don't give a shit. Normally, I would. Normally, I'd say respect everyone's beliefs. But eventually, but that's how it goes throughout history. That's not saying what I want. That's just what happens. There is a pretty big, uh, unironic, not not joking around. There is a pretty big movement in the United States right now uh, that is growing consistently. That is people who are just saying you know what fascism's fine just as long as you stop these freaking people that's all that matters i don't care if any other day of the week we would have said it was wrong for uh you know conservative president to walk in and tell facebook that's enough uh no censoring the right but censor the hell out of the left do it right and that it's not some exaggeration the corporatist pairing of major corporations and the government is definitionally fascism. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. And it's growing and it is, uh, it is, it is popular uh, and to the point that, um, you know, major commentators in the political arena are proposing this. They are talking about how, well, you know, if it's good for the goose, it's good for the gander. That's not a good sign, right? That is the death of America. See this flag? <laughs> See how it's upside down? <laughs> It's not a joke, right? This is a serious problem. And I get it. Desperate, you know, desperate times require desperate measures, Don. Okay, just don't come to me in two years when it turns out this was a really bad idea. And I sat here telling you, stop doing this. Stop now, you know, and go, oh, it turns out you were right, which is, you know, everybody's favorite game. Come back to me two years and go, oh, you know, it turns out all that time I was calling you a conspiracy theorist and a crazy person. You might have been right. You know? Well, the thing is, is Don and I won't be here for anyone to come say you're right. We'll be, we'll be face down, bleeding out into a gulag drain. Hey, you know, here's but here's some here's a, something that's, uh, maybe encouraging. So, BLM, Black Lives Matter, the Marxist Socialist Movement, are actually in New York 
protesting de Blasio's mask vaccine mandate, calling it racist, right? Yep. And I'm like, how ironic is that? <laughs> the left is eating itself. The script got flipped, man. And so I think that's freaking beautiful. And I don't support BLM, not one bit. They are Marxist, socialist fucking liars, man. They are scumbags and they use their own people to further a political agenda and make themselves wealthy. That's a fact, okay? But the fact that they're up there now defending those three black girls that beat up the girl at the restaurant because, they, you know, they refuse to put a mask on, uh, I think it's just it's irony. It's like, really? And now they're called black by racist. And because, actually, I think it's like only 16% of blacks and Hispanics in New York are vaccinated. Okay, they learned their lesson in the past. Don't take the vaccine because it's an experimental drug, most likely. Tuskegee. Um, you know, yeah, just, exactly. So they're all gunshot. Um, and maybe they're actually a little bit smarter than most people. Why would I take a vaccine for a 99.9976% survivability rate? You know, so, um, but nonetheless, you know, you got de Blasio, a white guy. You know, basically, you know, mandating a, a, a vaccine card, limiting people's liberties and freedom. You know, show me your papers, Nazi Germany shit, and Black Lives Matter. The Marxist movement is actually pushing against the fascist movement, <laughs> which I think is fucking funny, man. <laughs> it's it's hilarious. It's hilarious. It because, well, it's hilarious because Devin is just playing the role of like a political candidate at a strip club. He's just like smiling and waiting. He's like, don't touch anyone. Don't, don't no dances. But I also can't say no. I can't be offensive. Devin's just like, how you do? Good to see you. Um, Devin's just in the, in the hopes of, of not getting Devin uh, court martialed tomorrow. Uh, there, there was indeed one question that I didn't get a whole lot of answers to, and the the answer that I did get was, uh, you know, it happens over over time. Which is, is there anything else that we probably should have asked you that, you know, turned out to be important that, uh, you know, was a big deal, but isn't in the usual line of, of questions. And now that it's been at least five minutes since I asked it last time, I'm going to ask it again. Well, that was the most uh, cryptic. What, I don't even know what you just said, Don. <laughs> so uh, we, we went through like a ton of stuff, right, last time around. And... Whenever it is, at least for me and basically everybody I know, when you do something in the military, like six months later or something, you're sitting around and you're like, wow, man, this one thing was like super important, right? And it turns out like I didn't think about it at all at the time. But as you, you sit and you know process through whatever it is that you did, it turns out that uh, – and by the way, this, this is where you get SOPs from – is like it turns out that when I rolled through this town and there was nobody in there, that was like a really big sign and we should have paid attention to that. Um, and – it, it tends to take some time and you tend to not immediately know. Uh, and so when Devin was like, well, hey, I don't know, man, it basically happened yesterday. So yeah. maybe, but I don't know. Well, now it didn't happen yesterday. It happened like two weeks ago. So. <laughs> I got a question well, for you, Devin. So the, 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 the Marine colonel that uh, basically just resigned and walked away uh, because of incident in, uh, in Kabul, uh, what do, you, what do you think the consensus is on the enlisted side, enlisted ranks? What do they think of that? Are they, are they, you know, fully supportive of this guy? We can cheer him on, or what's the what's the thought behind that? The general thought. Uh, I so personally, I, I haven't heard much of his uh, message. Uh, I, I saw what was on social media here and there, so obviously it's probably very heavily censored, um, like we discussed earlier. Um, but yeah, I. Uh, as in the enlisted side, I haven't seen much. Um, I did just get back 
to the States probably four or five days ago. Um, I haven't really left my room much. I'm just down here like chilling, but uh, there is a lot of uh, agreement. Um, It seems like through some of my friends and stuff like that, that, that just the thought of how it was handled and all that stuff was just yeah, it's. I think it, even Ray Ray Charles Dean Warner could have seen how fucked up that was, <laughs> right? I mean, you and I could have planned a better, you, you know, distraction than that. I mean, come on, a, a, a private round basic training come with a better a t- withdrawal strategy, right? So, yeah, you don't pull out your all your support, your helicopter, your fire support, and all your shit before you pull everybody else out. Yeah, um, you know. And I actually did one of those kind of operations one time up in uh, northern Afghanistan. So without going into many details, there were fire base up there. There actually was three of them. One of them came under heavy attack, a lot of casualties, um, and the decision was made to pull out the other fobs, the port operating bases. These were small platoon-sized um, fobs. I mean, literally 100 meters by 100 meters square, uh, you know, like, uh, you know, Quezon, man. They were in this valley between these mountains. They were getting hammered every day. Uh, to the point where they were always engaged so much that they couldn't actually work towards the withdrawal. And me and my guys had to come in and run basically uh, uh, patrols around the base and, and just engage the bad guys for them, keep them distracted while we were bringing helicopters in to pull these guys out. And, uh, you know, and everything done, was done systematically. All the weapon systems stayed in place. They were manned while we withdraw, you know, withdrew all the... Uh, all of these that needed to come out first, you know, materials and equipments and, and things like that. And then the last things that went out were the soldiers. And then the, and then the last after them was my guys that were actually pulled security. That's kind of how you do it with tall. What, what happened over in Afghanistan, you, you got to wonder who, who organized that shit show. And, uh, you know, was it delivered or is that the level of comp- incompetency that we've run into in the military now? Is that what we're, is that what we're churning out with these generals? And wait, I got to laugh too, by the way, General Miley, for example, I'm going to punch that guy in the fucking mouth one day if I see him. But this guy's got his fucking uniform on with all these goddamn fucking ribbons and shit and CIB. What did that son of a bitch ever fucking do? How can you be a four-star general? And what, what fucking combat did he ever see? First of all, here's the real deal, man. For anybody that's listening out there, officers are managers of the military. All right, let's, make it, let's get that out right now, okay? Everybody thinks they're fucking their general customers or leaders. Hell no. They're fucking managers. The real leaders are the fuck is the NCO chain of command, hands down. Fucking, these guys are wearing these fucking CIBs, these fucking generals, were in a fucking back room hiding in a, behind a fucking computer, fucking pretending to be doing C2, C3 from there, while the fucking other guys were out there actually wearing a CIB. So when I look at that fucking fake fucking soup seller on his fucking chest, I want to go up and just rip that shit off. Like, the only thing he deserves to wear is a fucking army service ribbon, said he need to fucking join the military, that's it, because that's about all he really deserves. He's a fucking... He's nothing but a fucking, you know, a, a poser. Fuck that. He's a fucking poser, man. And he's so, up to run this fucking shit show in Afghanistan. Oh, hell no. That's why people are fucking dead. Incompetency at the highest fucking level. You, you want to know why he's got a CIB? Because, boy, have I got a story to tell you. Like, yeah, you're, tell us. <laughs> this, is, this is unironically true. Uh, when we were going into, I think when we were going into Afghanistan, um, the shit one of the giant airfields um we're no um the other one but uh it's one that everybody knows right it's it is a giant airfield and i just forget the name but we're we're doing transit shit right you know sea bag drag or duffel bag drag right you know you're, you're 
waiting around, thumb and ass. Plane will be here in two hours, I swear. And way off in the distance, I hear pop. What was that? And hundreds of meters off this base, a mortar landed. And they took, they drove out uh, MRAMs, and they went to the, uh, the impact site of the mortar, and they laser measured from the mortar to the edge of the base. And as they're doing this, you know, we're standing there, we're talking to the, the Air Force guys and the Army guys that are on the base, and we're like, what the fuck are you, like, is, are you, like, working on counter-battery stuff? What are you doing? <laughs> and they went, oh, if a mortar lands within 500 meters of a base, everyone on the base gets combat ribbon. Jesus Christ. Oh, my goodness. Now, at the same yeah. time, the Marine Corps standard for whether or not you got a combat action ribbon was whether or not you took and returned fire. You know, combat. Right. And so I, I I'm asking this guy, I'm like, are you you're screwing with me, right? He goes, No, it's it's this new order that came down. Now you want to know how all these generals who were sitting in a fob behind 70 fucking Hesco barriers with their laptop typing away got all these combat ribbons? That's how. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, you know, just, it just makes me think of like the NFL with the with the the chains, you know, the big orange sticks. <laughs> I just imagine some guys out there with like the rainbow flag and you know some like assless chaps, and they're like, "Congratulations, you guys are all battle battle hardened warriors today. You get yeah. a badge." Jesus, I mean, by that definition, I mean by that definition, you know, I've been around Dale shooting a gun. I should get oh, a yeah. combat badge, right? <laughs> yeah. I've been in proximity to Dale. Fu- shooting at you. That's, that's the difference now. Well, shooting at you. I was next exactly. to, I was next to you shooting a 50 cal. Technically, I think I was like an inch in front of you. Technically I was farther <laughs> ahead on the barrel, which to me says you could have been firing at me. You could have, <laughs> I think that's silver star. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's medal of honor. Let's just, let's, <laughs> let's, let's not fucking play humble. here. But you're right. I mean, right. It's like that picture of like Eisenhower and all of his badges versus Miley, Millie. And it's yeah. like Eisenhower has like a barely noticeable, like little, little, teeny little and it's like, what he do? Oh, the largest amphibious invasion in the history of uh, the human species, uh, you know, four star general commander in chief built up the whole continuity of government, nuclear bunker system. You know, it's that old thing. But yeah, it's, I, I, I want to go back because I wanted to touch on it earlier is what Dale was saying about uh, uh, BLM and vaccination rates, which is, is is true. If anyone should be wary of the government handing out free jabs, it should be the black community from the Tuskegee experiment. But not only that, we've, you know, it's kind of like the United States. I guess it's par for the course, right? It's like the United States getting building all this, uh, you know, impregnable military weaponry and then leaving it behind. And now it's like, well, now they have the good shit. They have done their best over the last, what, four to eight years to turn BLM into this golden calf that cannot be scoffed at, cannot be looked at the wrong way. I mean, they are they are peaceful and they are, you know, without sin. Well, now, if they're against something, they've ingrained it into the minds of everyone that, like, thou shall not criticize them. So it is going to be really funny to see either how they have to change the programming of the NPCs or how this blows the fuck up in their faces. Because what happened—I mean, the precedent's been established that you're allowed to—BLM's allowed to march and burn down cities. 
So if all of a sudden they are saying you're taking our jobs because we don't want to get this experimental vaccine, I mean, what? Is Biden going to have to send in the National Guard to fight against BLM? Like, I don't know. So, I think the optics of that are just going to be beyond hilarious. The answer is they don't talk about it, right? And then when they do, it, it's just overt changing of narrative. Yeah. And I, I will cite Believe All Women, right? Because... <laughs> For those of us who watched the Brett Kavanaugh thing, it was overtly every turn. Believe all women, everyone, everywhere. If a woman says the sun is not going to rise tomorrow, then it will not rise. If it does, it's because the sun is patriarchal. And on and on this goes, right? Until the left starts getting accused of sexual harassment. And then, and I'm not making this up, you can go find it right now, the New York Times itself prints a headline that says, Believe all women was always a right-wing trap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was like, bro, seriously? No one believes this, right? And then, sure enough, what do you find? You find all kinds of people. Well, I mean, we didn't actually mean believe all women. We just like, you know, the credible ones. And I'm like, oh, the one who is overtly lying and gets called on it every 15 minutes? Uh, you know, what's, what's the bitch <laughs> that was going after Kavanaugh? That one, we need to believe that credible woman? Shut the fuck up. It's, you know? <laughs> it seems like, though, like when the programming is so delicate that you can kind of fuck shit up with just like, some simple, what is it, kon, K-O-A-N, like those Japanese parables that are meant to awaken someone, like what is the sound of one hand clapping, it's supposed to break the mind free or something. But it's like when people were putting up those like flyers in that town back in like 2018, it just said, Islam is right about women. <laughs> but, it, but it didn't elaborate. It did not elaborate. And there all of a sudden there was this divide of, are they? Are they right about women, in which case that applies a whole lot, which goes against women's rights, or are they not? And are you now an Islamophobe? And they're like interviewing people and they're like, it's very offensive. And I cannot tell you exactly why it is, but it is. And it's got to go. And it's like, well, are they or are they not? Is is You just leave it open. Just go, Islam's right about woman, women, correct? And it's so you can almost kind of, if you try hard, you can create these little like cones Right. Leave all women. Like, you can kind of tie the knot or unloosen like the knot of like the Marxist programming. Just, you know, just something like, uh, I will believe all women. Well, does that include Nicki Minaj? No, right. it doesn't. So all of a sudden you have to just sort of, yeah, you have to get to these, you have to get to these. Th yeah. I don't know. Don. Well, they're, they're very skilled at this, right? Yeah. You know, we, we live in a world where, a black guy from South Central ran for governor of California and the news had the balls to call him a white supremacist. Yeah. <laughs> Versus the white guy running, the other white guy was like, you couldn't write him in a movie as like yeah. the evil oh, white man. guy. Like no, tall, no one tall, handsome, slicked back hair, owns a vineyard. <laughs> like it's literally, <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's the comically evil guy from like, you know, Animal House or Old School or right. something. The guy with like the sweater, it's like my father owns the school. And it's, it's him. Literally Dr. Evil. Versus <laughs> right? the black guy from South Central is the racist. And it's like, well, hold the fuck on, right? <laughs> hold the fuck on. I don't know. I think if we... By the we, way, my, my favorite little sign uh, thing that went around is somebody printed out a bunch of those little little posters and put them up all over some town. I forget where. Uh, but it was right around the time the Islam thing happened, like six months before. They just said, it's okay to be white. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. it. Just like, it's all right. And they, 
again, they're out there interviewing people like, well, I, I think that's white supremacy. Like, it's, it's okay to be a white guy. Is white supremacy like, man, white supremacy has no bar. There's and there's a, there's another one kind of going around recently. It's the hats that just say I like America. Yep, just nothing more than that. But you know, in a way, you can almost kind of right. I mean, you could almost use that against them. You can kind of sort of tie these knots within their own minds, and it does kind of work. Don? What? Oh, I thought that you were looking like you were ready to say something. But right? No, I can't. I mean, how do you, how do you, right, how, how do you go against this? If, if, if black vaccination rates are so low and you're now stopping them from working, I mean, what is that? Do black lives not matter? <laughs> Yeah, does black opinions not matter, right? Exactly. Does black lives not matter. Black opinions not matter. Uh, yeah, and that's why I think it's fucking funny, man. And I, as much as I fucking detest Black Lives Matter movement uh, for what they are, uh, I actually have to get behind them on this one because yeah. my enemy of my en- the enemy of my enemy is my friend, right? And so, well, I mean, at, <laughs> at bare minimum, never interrupt the enemy when they're making a mistake. You know? <laughs> there you go, right? Exactly, yeah. man. But, I mean, it is brilliant in terms of, like, you know, you know, two white guys get together with an American flag and they call a SWAT team. But if, you know, you're in BLM and you burn down a city, it's 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 stunning and brave. You can kind of see it last week, right, when Nicki Minaj's supporters all got around, like, the CDC in Atlanta yeah. and were, like, marching and protesting. Hey, I used to drive by that, not drive, my mom, when I was in middle school. It, it's, like, two miles from where I went to middle school. You drive by it every—I mean, it's a military installation, there's a fucking military. Inst- it's it's not meant for just people to not go because it's trespassing. You physically cannot get in there because there and in Moscow are the only two places in the world with live samples of smallpox. It's a form mm-hmm. of like mutually assured destruction. We both got the goods. You see them going there screaming like we're being lied to. We're being killed to or we're being killed and no one knows what to fucking do. Mm-hmm. You're not allowed to oh, touch it. You're not allowed to touch it because you're racist. <laughs> so uh, the Minaj supporters started putting stuff out on social media that were like, hey, Trump supporters, we might hate you every other day, but we know you hate these guys. So come on down and protest with us and we'll put everything else aside because F them. Nothing. <laughs> it's like, nothing, <laughs> nothing would be more insane than seeing a bunch of Proud Boys and BLM all marching against the vaccine. Right. <laughs> I mean, that that is that there may be hope yet. I mean, I think we need to bring up the question is, you know, there are four vaccines. How many people of color were involved in inventing them? We don't know that. Hey, I mean, that's a go. very big talking point. We don't know who's ma- Devin is just like, why the fuck did I come on? It's just <laughs> Devin's right. playing. Devin's playing Minesweeper with keeping his career right now. Right. <laughs> can't con- he's over there. He's like, I'm about to get a dishonorable discharge. Devin's like, well, <laughs> Devin's like, well, it was good. I got back to the US. I don't know, man. No, he, he's exercising American right, man. To sit, to sit out here and talk with other Americans about American fucking problems and real problems, you know? And, um, and you're right, man. On one hand, I wouldn't surprise you the fucking military has lost their goddamn mind and would fucking punish him for, for exercising his... You know, I, I get it. When you're in the military, you don't have the rights as everybody else, okay? And some will argue that, you know, well, the military is socialist, okay? Well, and I hate when people always talk about socialism. Like, you know, well, these countries practice socialism. You know, they have free education. They have this, they have that. There's a big difference between singular socialism 
right? And fucking pluralistic socialism where everything's socialism is socialized. So, um, you know, but I will argue that within the military at one point, you know, um, culturally, I think the military is the best culture to live in, you know, because as much as they try to paint it out as racist and this and that, and I got to tell you, man, I was hard pressed, even me hard pressed now thinking back, think of uh, where were, you know, who were the racists and what was the racist ideology? It didn't exist there, man. You know, it really didn't. And uh, I feel like this is an attempt by the civilians, the, you know, the, the politicians and all the race painters to actually um, discredit the military and make it look like a racist organization. And it's just a, an attempt to, again, destroy it. You know, yeah. destroy the last bastion of, of, is, uh, of sanity, the last bastion of honor, integrity, Americana, patriotism. Um, it's the last, it's the last stronghold, and they've been, and they've, they've penetrated it. You know, yeah. but uh, so far, you, Devin, I don't think you said anything you got to worry about. My opinion, everybody <laughs> yeah. else's opinion doesn't, it doesn't matter. Um, you know, it's, what matters is your opinion, and you haven't said nothing or indicated anything. You never even supported us, which is fine. Um, you, long for the ride. <laughs> Dale, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say whether I support you or not, but you know, uh, I, right. I, I do enjoy Dale's, hearing you guys. And uh, Dale's passively prodding your your loyalty. <laughs> You're like, you didn't say whether or not you supported us, but you could. <laughs> but you could. <laughs> I, I could mention it. Dale's It's maybe after I get the new job, you know, I'll yeah. be more more inclined to share. But <laughs> so. oh man, so asked about Scheller earlier. Which is that lieutenant colonel, right? Marine lieutenant colonel that is yeah, there you go. about to be screwed. Um, so that guy, uh, I don't look. I, I get stand on principle. I get do the right thing, right? Um, there is no. And I will tell you the same thing that I, I have emailed this guy, which is to say, look, right now, you know damn good and well the Marine Corps owns you, right? There's no way that you've been in for 17 years and you don't know how the Marine Corps works. That you are property of the United States Marine Corps. You signed my contract numerous times to get here. You said what you said. Good. Congratulations. There is no reason for you to run your mouth so that they can throw you in the brig for 25 years. And if you insist on doing that, that is what's going to happen to you. And you know it, right? Well, well, I'm going to do what I want anyway. Okay. But you... Look, uh, the last thing that I saw from him is I was handed an order that said I can't post on social media or have someone else post on social media for me. And I went, look, man, uh, you can be upset about that. But regardless of whether it's right, I think we all know you are in for, you know, disobeying a direct order from a commissioned officer. You are and you know it. And it's a lawful order, whether you like it or not. Uh, and that's going to be break time. What, if they want to force it, that's what's going to happen. Equally speaking, that guy wrote up a charge sheet for a general as a lieutenant colonel. Um, look, should that charge sheet exist? Yeah. But, you know, and he he had talked to Jag, and Jag was like, what do you think would happen if a Lance Corporal wrote up a, a you know charge sheet for you? Is anyone going to read that? Uh, and I went, it's a good point. No one is, right? You know, it, it, Corporal Schmuckatelli writing a charge sheet for a lieutenant colonel is not going to matter. And they, at least that's an NCO, right? You know, Sergeant Major is not going to be able to charge a lieutenant colonel. He can write, you know, write the charge sheet 
for the colonel that's charging him. That's probably happening. But the colonel's charging him, whether you like it or not. That's how the military works. And you know this. Stop it. Stop actively trying to go to jail. So I think I think on the other hand, though, you know, we could we could say, you know, just drop it, let it go, let it go, let it go. That's actually what everybody wants us to do is drop it, let it go, and I'll pay attention. And that's why we're in trouble today, because the silent majority didn't say anything, didn't push back, didn't make any noise. Uh, and they thought somebody else will take care of this for them. And here we are. And so, so important, to say, example, important to say, don't just drop it and let it go. Right. But your capability to do anything while you are still under the command of the United States military is heavily limited. And it kind of yeah, should be. Yeah. Right. We, we yeah, should yeah. not have you know, what amounts to like, oh, hey, we're going to go divide the military and start fighting each other. Like, there's a reason these rules exist, and they're good ones. Now, whether or not it's about time to start shooting each other so the militaries can divide anyway, I don't know. But, uh, look, they already told you they're going to admin sepia. They already told you that they're forcing you out. So you can go, all right, uh, hey, guys, so I finished my admin sep. The United States Marine Corps took a guy with 17 years of fighting for this country and told him to pound sand. You'll be on Fox News in 15 minutes. You'll be on One American News Network in 16 minutes. You will be everywhere, and you will have the capability to be back in the fight. But if you have them throw you in the brig, you won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And that was my point, right? So you're right. But everybody needs to keep making noise. This guy, now that he's made this sacrifice, uh, hopefully it's not for nothing. And when he does get out, he becomes, you know, a thought leader, if you will, to get out there and motivate and start inspiring and not 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 converting the sheep. Okay, they're fucking dead. They're all brain dead. But basically to to, to summon the lions, man. Um, that's what it takes. People need to see examples of courage, man. That's courage right there. For this guy to throw away everything, to stand on his principles, that's that's a noble thing to do. Um, it's a hard thing for most people to do, but he did it. If we have more examples of that, I think what we're going to see eventually is you're going to see a groundswell of people. They're going to do the same. They're going to follow suit. They're going to go ahead and grab their sacks, get up, and, and start to, to, to stand their ground. Um, in fact, I would say let's stop standing our ground. Let's stop resisting. Let's start rebelling. Let's actually start pushing and punching back. Um, that's where we need to go with this. And maybe a guy like that you know, will be the, uh, the impetus for that. So far, we really haven't seen that, um, except for, uh, I'll tell you, the one guy, in my mind, um, exemplifies that. It's, uh, what's the kid's name, man, that, that fucking shot those three dudes that night that came out? Rittenhouse. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Rittenhouse. Okay, hey, hey, that dude, all right, that guy is a little leader, man. I don't give a fuck what anybody says. That guy had balls, and uh, he got it on, man. And they're trying, of course, they're trying to crucify him, just like those two attorneys. You know, they're trying to stripped them of their, uh, you know, their, their license to practice law because they pulled guns to defend themselves, which I thought they were fully well within their rights. But, you know, this is the left trying to destroy our heroes on the right. That's what they're trying to do. And we've got to support them um, and continue to, um, to back their play and and push back. Not not resist, but push back. Tire standing on my ground. I'm not standing no more. I'm pushing back. And uh, that's what it's going to take if we want to get, you know, recover, recapture our country. Otherwise, uh, the left is running away with it. And, and they're getting away with it, not because they have millions and millions of pe- like-minded people that, you know, uh, are helping them. Actually, what they have is millions and millions and millions of people that are gullible. Even the educated are gullible. And they've bought into the propaganda. 
I, I'll give you an example. What I, and this is how bad it is. So today I saw on Twitter somebody was complaining. I complained, but here's the story. Basically, I'll, I'll summarize it. So my neighbor cooked me some lasagna because they knew we were right out of money and, you know, we didn't have enough food. And she cooked me lasagna and brought it over. But I, and she used a board periscope. Well, I used my periscope and I saw her cooking in the kitchen without a mask on. So I accept, I politely accepted the food and I took it in the backyard and I lit it on fire and burned it up because I didn't want to get sick. And then we read the thread. It's, it's funny how many people actually supported that. And one chick came on and said, I spray all my food from the grocery store with Lysol. It's just, you know. I'm like, okay, so you're spraying chemical agents that kill fucking living things on your fucking food and you're ingesting it. These are the people that are following the left. These are your Democrats. These are your liberals, man. This is, these are the dumb masses that I always refer to. This is what's happening. And we got to fight these guys. And, and unfortunately, I would say there's only 5% of us out there that, that are, you know, we say it used to be a 3%ers. I'll say it's 5% of us that are actually smarter than that. And it might come back down to 3% of us actually going to guns and fighting. But this is what we're dealing with, is this kind of lunacy, this um, poor education, this kind of propaganda. You know, Hitler said it. He said, if you tell a lie enough times, eventually it becomes a truth. And then if you try to show, put the truth out there, nobody will believe it. It's cognitive dissonance, right? There's actually scientific studies that support that. Um, and that's where we're at. These people have completely bought into this bullshit propaganda, all of it, at every level. And we're never going to convert them. Um, never, you know, it's going to, and I, I always say there's only one thing that's going to turn this thing around. It's either the next election or the next two elections is our only chance. If that doesn't happen, you know, it's like the old saying goes, you can vote your way into communism, but you have to shoot your way out. I'm pretty sure we're, we're on track for the shooting way out thing. Um, hands down. So I think one of the biggest issues too, um, is, is social media. Um, because the, the ignorant, or, or whatever you want to call the, the stupid people out there, they all come together on social media, and it's just easy for them to have their opinions heard and validated on social media. And then it's the intelligent people that like try to say, "Hey, like this is wrong," and here's some here's some actual facts. I'm not talking fact checkers, all right? I'm talking edu educated people out there saying, "Like, hey, the sky is blue, and these are the reasons why." And then everybody else is like, "Well, no, I I want the sky to be purple." And then there's going to be more people out there. And this those educated people are just like, you know what? This just isn't really worth my time. I, yeah. I'm not going to argue this shit. I'm just going to fucking leave. That, that's a good point. Yeah. And, and by the way, Dale, I know you I know you said you got to run at three. So just if you need to pop out, go ahead. Um, sure. Not that you need my fucking permission. But you're, you know, you're. There's <laughs> <laughs> your show, sir. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, but yeah. But uh, here's your show. Yeah. <laughs> but, Thank you, sir. Yeah. Thank you, sir. But no, Devin, you're right. It's you don't, right? It's not like a gymnasium full of people arguing this, and you hear everyone. There is this weird, aside from the other weird kind of, you know, deviation or a, I guess, exceptional variable is you also don't know how many are bots. You know, there could be one person saying the sky is green. You know, if you're in an if you're in an audience and he's saying the sky is green, then he has a bunch of mannequins next to him, and he goes, and they all say the sky is green too. You just go, that's not a mentally well person. But you know, if the only thing you're seeing, you don't even need deep fakes. If you're just looking at text like Reddit or Imgur or Facebook, if it's just generated text. I mean, you have no idea. There might be two people on there that are saying the sky is green, and then you've got, you know, copy-paste, 
you know, 40,000 40, bots. Yeah. People will do yeah. screenshots all the time on Twitter, not retweets, different accounts saying, you know, I sure hate the unvaccinated. I went to pick up my cousin today from school. And I mean, down to the same comma, the same emojis, but not retweeted. I mean, actually posted by, I mean, thousands of different accounts to the point where it's not three people or maybe it was coordinated. You go, oh, this these are bot armies. Well, now how much of this is an illusion? How much of this is... Right. Wasn't there some fort in the Revolutionary War or something where they they were basically out of soldiers and it was like five guys and and they're well, they like, fuck. And they had this thing and they knew on like the ramparts, they're like, I guess their thing was, you know, it's like every 10 men you had a guy standing there with like a whatever, like a flag of that colony or whatever. They're God. I don't know. And they knew the British were approaching. So what and then what everyone knew is right before battle, though, you didn't stand up with your head over the rampart. Instead, you kind of poke your head back down. But you could what you could do is just count the flags and go, well, there's a flag for every 10 guys. And it was always the case. These guys were like, fuck it, just put up flags. There's like five guys and the guys approaching saw it, and they're like, well, there's like 300 strong in there. And they went the other way. That worked out. There's only like five guys in there. They're like, I can't fucking believe that worked. How many people out there right now are pushing these bot armies going, I can't believe people actually think this is, you know, this is what the masses believe. It might be that no one is believing this and instead there are just bots parroting this. And on the other side, maybe that's not the case, though it's probably a mixture of the two, is, Devin, you're right, it's not the gymnasium where it's, you know, the sky is green and some people are going, no, the sky is blue. It's this weird, never-before-seen-in-the-history-of-man thing where there can be this big conversation and people can just go, they just read it, and they don't even have to vocalize, hey, this is a stupid conversation, I'm leaving, and then you see that guy leave the room. Instead, it simply just looks like, huh. And it's just that. You don't know, you know, for every 10 people saying the sky is green, there could very well be a 1,000 people going, it's fucking blue. But they don't say, it's blue, I'm out of the conversation. They just look at it and just scroll. I'm ignoring it. Yeah. So, so, so one of the things I, you know, I interject a couple of things. I'm yeah. gonna punch out. But uh, so I want, you know, I follow some of these other guys, politicians. You know, like I don't, you know, Ted Cruz. You can name any of them. And uh, and it's funny when you read the posted comment, and all the comments are almost all leftist negative bullshit, right? Yeah. And I always come on and go, congratulations, man. You know you're doing something right when you have an army of leftists on here freaking pushing back. And I said, you know, that means they're watching you. Yeah. And that means, you know, they're trying to uh, persuade the rest of us that you're wrong. They're trying to persuade you to wrong. It means you're doing something right, right? With, it, with enemies, with success comes enemies. And so I get it. You're right. The whole bot thing. And I think that's actually a very viable argument because, listen, man, we know the Russians have been doing it. The Chinese have been doing it. The Iranians are doing it. There's a lot of people out there with, you know, doing the whole bot thing and uh, fake profiles and shit. In the last probably six months, seven months, I've had at least four Chinese women, okay, try to hit me up on Facebook, which is very unusual. In fact, I get very few women actually following me, mostly dudes, right? And um, last time I'm getting these hot Chinese chicks, all about the same age, around 28, 30, all mega rich, like just showing up all their cars. Oh, they all just happen to live in New York and Singapore, right? And or Paris, right? It's kind of weird shit. And uh, and so and then they and they start a conversation with me, and they ask me, "What do you do?" And I'm like, "What do you mean, what do I do?" I mean, you obviously became my friend on Facebook for a reason, so you must know something about me, you know. And it's not; it's a it's, it's a play, man. These are 
these are, I believe, honeypots, man. And and I'm asking myself, why would they come to me and, and put the play on me, right? And they're not promising anything, but I can see how this, because that's not how professional work, professional honeypots. They don't just come on to you and start filling out and stuff and, you know, putting a move on you. What they try to do is they try to come at you uh, on an intellectual level at first, right? Uh, in this case, these girls are always talking about business, right? Um, they're investors this and investors that and business that. That's how they start. And then, the, as a, then I've had a few having to go so far as to ask me for my WhatsApp number so we can chat more often over there, right? Uh, and it keeps growing. So and then it finally progresses to, you know, the next the more intimate level, right? And then before you know it, you're like fucking Swanwell, right? Got fucking, he got duped by a honeypot. And next thing you know, you're fucking, you know, you're believing her bullshit, just like Colin Kaepernick, right? His fucking wife is a fucking hardcore fucking Muslim. And he bought into the whole fucking, you know, Black Lives Matter shit. It happens, man. And that's why, you know, intelligence services like the Russians and the Chinese, they use honeypots because they know man's greatest weakness is women, man. And so, you know, what what better way to get in a guy's head with the promise of pussy, you know, and, and all this shit. And then before you know, they're talking, you know, shit that you would normally think is super senseless, crazy shit, communist shit. I don't want to hear it. Uh, yeah, I can kind of buy it. I can see that. Yeah, I can buy it. Before you know it, you're a flaming communist telling all your friends on social media why they should be a communist like you. You know, and you see... It's all it's all psychological warfare. It's exactly what's going on right now in our country. Right, we've got everybody convinced that you're gonna if you don't get a vaccine, you're gonna die from a, a virus at 99.9976 percent survivability rate. Right, fucking seriously. But they got everybody convinced. That's how honeypots work. Uh, social media does the same thing. So I know they're doing this kind of stuff, and I'm aware of that. Unfortunately, most people are not aware of that. They don't. Even, they can't even think at that level because most people go to work every day, you know, eight to five. They never left their fucking state. You know, they have no idea that there's another world out here that's evil, man. And uh, it's actively working to destroy our country, our way of life. Um, the rest of the world is not our friends. Take it from a guy that's lived in or worked in over 90 countries, okay, around the world. And I tell you, America was the greatest country in the world. I said was. Uh, and there are people out there that we think are our friends that would like to see us just fucking get smoked, man. They want oh, to man. tear us down, you know? The, and so all, almost all the people that claim to be our friends, right? Look, look what look what happens anytime America runs into a problem, right? Europe is out there, well, we've always known that America sucked. It's like, oh, wait a minute, <laughs> son of a bitch. <laughs> no, it's true. And uh, so, so anyways... I concur with all that, and uh, social media, you know, is kind of like uh, it's a it's an evil tool that the government and politicians know how to, to manipulate uh, the news, you know, the news cycle, all that stuff. You know, it all works together. It's all it's all a prop, you know, propaganda. Um, you know, so you know, I think the only way we can you know fix that is we're going to have at the ground grassroots level. There's going to have to be a, we're going to have to rise up and there's going to have to be a real insurrection, man. Um, it's going to have to play out, I think, because there's no way, if we want to keep this way of life that we had, there's no way we're going to keep it at the way we're going. Um, so, with all that said, so I got to, I got to actually punch out right now. But yeah, let, uh, let me, let me tell you one story that I think you will appreciate right before you go. Uh, so, a news article came out. I'm sure you, you caught all of the Haitians at the southern border. And it's oh, yeah. released into the U.S. and they're they're on bases right now. So uh, <clears throat> two or three days ago, 
I forget which. Um, I think it's Fort Bliss. A female soldier is uh, pressing charges, and there is an investigation because one of them, their immigrants that we just let into the U.S. and stuffed on a base, sexually assaulted her. It's called and surprise this, sex. This right here is your, th- these are the people that we need to pump into special forces. These are the people that we need to make grunts. These are the, I, I get the distinct impression. If you rolled into an infantry unit and tried to sexually assault some dude, you're going to be in for a fight. I'm just guessing. <laughs> I don't know. It's, yeah, you know, to your point too, you know, the thing with the, the horses and the bullshit whips, right? Uh, look, as soon as I saw the picture, I already knew what that was. It was split range, right? I knew that. And I knew there were fucking whips. And, of course, even when the facts were presented to Saki, trickle-back Saki, um, and fucking Biden, and, you know, they're still sticking to the story. It was whips, and people are going to get fucking prosecuted. It's like, this. they know it's a lie. They know it's a lie. But they know the dumb masses don't know it's a lie. And won't listen to it, right? And so that's, that is where we're at. And, unfortunately, our education system has failed has failed this country, has failed, you know, the, the, the generations of today, and, and, you know, the last 30, three or four generations, if you will, has totally failed us because people just can't use critical thinking skills and everybody's emotionally based. The logic, the rationalization, that shit's out the window. Nobody uses that no more. And, and here we are, man. And um, the other lie that they were perpetuating is, oh, we sent all the Haitians back on aircraft. No, they didn't. They released some fucking ungodly amount into the country, you know. They, they just keep bringing them back in, you know, and releasing them without vaccine cards, without COVID, you know. Who knows what kind of viruses they're bringing to us, you know. And that's okay. Um, that's okay. It's, it's some straight uh, up Alexander Solzhenitsyn, right? Yeah. Uh, we knew they were lying. They knew we knew they were lying. We knew yeah. they knew, right, that they were lying. But they lied anyway. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. we all just went along with it, you know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You know, well, I'm not going along with it. In fact, I'm getting out of here. <laughs> right. So anyway, man, anyhow, so thanks for having me on. And uh, I look forward to the next show. And uh, man, I always get fucking agitated when I get on this show. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sorry, <laughs> man. I don't... I'm like, I want to punch things, man, because you know, it's good because it's, my, it's a cathartic moment for me to get, all, to get it all up my chest. So the rest of the day, I'll be pretty calm and uh, pretty nice to most people. Uh, right. I'm still waiting for some asshole to come up and challenge me about a vaccine when I wear a face mask, man, because uh, he's going to get a workout. Uh, actually, I'll get the workout. <laughs> he'll, so, get, he'll get carried out. <laughs> the, uh, the wife says I, I, I have resting serial killer face, uh, and this is why people don't bother me, uh, because I... At no point did I wear a mask, right? Uh, I took one plane, uh, one flight, which I generally don't do anyway. It was the only time I've worn a mask since all this started. And, uh, you know, she's, I, I don't get it. You walk through the store and just no one says anything. People get the hell out of the way. I say, yeah, there's a side benefit too. You know, I smoke plenty. So I stand at the end of an aisle, it's real busy, and just go, <clears throat> and the aisle clears out immediately. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, right, I, I, I can't make it more than right, five Dale. feet in the door without getting harassed. <laughs> Godspeed, Dale. Yeah, it's uh it's like what Tim Dillon said. He was like, you know, I just started he's like, when I cough now, I just say, Wuhan. Wuhan. <laughs> <laughs> but uh but yeah, man, no, I was you know, it might be that the that the red pill is is that we're not allowed to ask it's a weird thing though, right? So BLM marching against vaccines 
because it's, you know, they're racist and they're stopping black people from using. And I think that's kind of like a like a theme we need to push is like, oh, this is a this is a dog whistle. White people don't want you in their stores. And there are that's what vaccine cards are. It's actually it's white cards because they know only white people get the vet. I think if that gets pushed and it seems like it's going that way, something beautiful is going to explode. And then it's also the whole black people have to get vaccinated, but we don't have to get any illegal immigrants. They're simultaneously red pilling a traditional leftist BLM on illegal immigration and the unequal standards. I mean, we might be watching this like beautiful game unfold and maybe not some top down control system, but rather just this like phenomena of they've been doing the oppression Olympics for so long that eventually the rule, the Venn diagrams start to overlap and the system just cancels out, right? So uh, Yuri is instructive here. Uh, When that happens, a thing called normalization happens, right? Uh, Which normalization is one of those very Orwellian type words that means we roll in the tanks. And this is the kind of thing that last year when they started putting up fencing around the Capitol building and deploying a ton of National Guard there, I went, this is a really bad sign. Yeah. And because that's that's what normalization is, right? Is no longer can we hash out any problems we have in society. Everything is polarized. You simply can't talk to your neighbor anymore. Everything must go to court. These these are all well laid out in, in Besmanov's uh, talks, right? And so the end is either civil war or communism, 100% of the time, according to him. Right. You know, I'm uh, having on tomorrow or Tuesday, Kent Clisby, the author of William Accomplices, and it's all about Yuri's active measures and I mean, even farther back into like the 20s and, you know, all the precepts of, of active measures and how these things are super powerful because unlike a chemical agent that runs out, these are more of like viral agents. They re- reproduce themselves. You only need to set them in motion. And then long after the agent that set it in motion is dead, it keeps going still going and not only not only after they're dead well often they uh, you know the communists would call back their their best agents and then execute them because your best agents are also the ones that are most competent and capable of overthrowing you which is all the communists do is kill each other but man fuck what was i gonna say active measures it's one thing that's got me thinking about just reading about all of this right you know the long march to the institution the slow rolling how do we, I mean, have we not been doing active measures in other nations? Like why? I mean, we tend to view the and I'm guilty of it uh, the most is we tend to view, you know, the far left, the communists as just they have this perfected active measure system. And it's the long march through the instant. Why are I mean, how do we not know that we're not doing it? How do we not know that we haven't had a decades long active measures program in in China? Or is it the very nature of active measures that it only works with like communism? Well, one, it helps that it's communism that they're promoting. But two, it is worth noting that the people who design these strategies, right, go go look at, uh, what's that idiot, Bernie Sanders and his, oh, the Marshall Plan, it was the greatest thing ever. What are you talking about? You're, you're talking about what amounts to active measures with a slightly different bent. Uh, you know, it's, it is pro-America policy as opposed to pro-communist policy. And if at the same time you are creating a nation that can go out and 
do this, right? Go out to other countries and go, well, as long as you're pro-America, that's really all we care about. And then you turn America into a communist country. What did you do? You know, you, you made the whole damn world communist and you did it by taking a country that was naturally powerful for being what it was and turning that into what you want. Uh, so the very nature of doing active measures <laughs> is, is it's the antithesis of the free society. Pretty much has to be. Right? Yeah. And, and if you go in uh, and you, you know, all the anti-war junkies will happily tell you that we did this in, uh, it's why we don't like Syria, right? Because Assad is not very interested in this game. Um, and every time we try, he goes, that's nice. Shut up and go away. Right. And if you look at Afghanistan and Iraq, you know, we got all the mullahs together, I think, at the beginning of Iraq. And we said, uh, hey, who do you guys think should be president? And they put somebody up. And we went, yeah, that, that guy's not very friendly to America. No. <laughs> so. Yeah, man. I don't know. Don, if I, I can go for like an hour, 25 minutes, and then we got to wrap this one up. Well, not still 25 minutes away. Um, what do you think about the, uh, the election audit shit on Friday? Uh, I, I have been telling people from the very beginning, the audit does not matter. I know, Don. But and. <laughs> It's it's, it's still not going to change. I know. Well, so if you can't. No, me, I don't think Trump is still in charge and Biden's where and Biden's a robot and they're all in Guantanamo. No, I, I, I understand Q and no, I don't believe in it. I just at the face value, I think it's fascinating that it still went through. And it just still went through. I mean, it did. It did, kind of like what we were talking about earlier of. You know, you can control the consensus. Not only that, you can not only control the consensus through controlling bots, but you can also that can manipulate actual people's consensus. I mean, one of the the what the famous groupthink studies is where they, you know, they have ten people ten people come into a room and sit at a desk, and you know they they you know un, they drop the whatever veil, and there's two lines drawn, and one of them's clearly kind of curved, and they say which line is more, more straight and yeah, nine guys go, they point at the curved one, but the reality is nine of them were in on it to say, Hey, point at the curved one. We want to see what happens to this 10th guy who doesn't know that we're all in on it. Mm -hmm. More often than not, he would go, yeah, no, that is the straight line. And it has the ability to manipulate people's thoughts is. So, I mean, we don't know how many people looked at this on Friday. You know, they don't, they don't broadcast that, hey, you know, a lot of people that, you know, a lot of uh, classically liberal people are now questioning things because they're seeing Nicki Minaj get crucified and wondering why illegal immigrants don't need to be vaccinated. They don't broadcast that. Those thoughts go so on. Sorry. That that is happening much more than the election audit is doing anything. Uh, okay. And and that is um, unto itself a bad sign, in my opinion. Right. Because it, supposedly. Right. And. and I know, I, I can hear all the, Don, but it's a republic, people. It, I got you, right? But go ask your average American, he'll tell you that we live in a democracy. Yes, he's an idiot. Okay, gotcha, don't care. If your average America thinks that we live in, uh, American thinks we live in a democracy and that his vote matters and that that is how he is making sure the government is not coming back on him, and you are standing there waving paperwork in his face that says, none of that is true, right? That should be one of those moments where, oh, so we hit tyrannical government. Clearly, they're just doing whatever the hell they want. And all of this idea about whether or not we're voting doesn't matter, right? That, that should, stands to reason, be kind of a big line. But instead, what we get is 
the vast majority of news outlets are out there printing the uh, recount, which is the thing that happened before the audit, the recount numbers that say, oh, well, let's see, the, the audit proved that Joe Biden won by more than, um, you know, what the official tally was. So, haha, you and your stupid audit, right? <clears throat> and if you go read the articles, they're very actively, purposefully written to not expressly say, audit said these numbers. But that's the implication you get from reading them, right? Is, well, the audit said, right? Uh, and, you know, the, the audit said, uh, the, the audit happened, right, is generally more the way you get. And then it was, and these numbers came out of this investigation. Ooh, wait a minute. Those are not the same thing. Yes, those numbers were at some point said in that investigation. They were not the end result, right? And it's not even kind of close. Um, the, the numbers that the audit is kicking out suggest that even if half of everything was just an accident, it wasn't, wasn't fraud, it wasn't uh, election fortification or any of that other bullshit, Biden probably lost by 20,000 votes. And that's a thing that, again, well, but the New York Times said the investigation produced, right? And all of these people who go, oh, well, the New York Times said, therefore, it doesn't matter what the audit said. And what you're, what is coming very clear uh, as, as people keep going out and trying to go, oh, but, you know, I, I've been following this audit since day one. You can go watch all, you know, go read all of these things that I've written, watch all these videos that I made, is everyone who already agreed that something shitty happened in the 2020 election, regardless of where they stood on that, went, yep, Arizona was fucked. That's it. These are the people you already agreed with. Nothing changed. Nicki Minaj, on the other hand, went, uh, you can't question this, and I am a, a you know, rap superstar, and everybody went, oh my God, my hero is getting torn down. So enjoy, you know, we, we don't care about important things and we do care about unimportant things. Don't, don't get me wrong. Going after Nicki Minaj is important. Going after basically anybody's important, but that's not what we care about, right? And, and go watch the people who support her. They will happily tell you how great they think Nicki Minaj is and how no one should ever be going after her as though that's the defining line. And how they're they're emotionally invested in this person and blah 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 on and on, and then go ask them about the audit. They'll go, "What audit? Who gives a shit? They're going after Nicki Minaj." That's not a healthy culture by any stretch of the imagination, but it's the one we have. Yeah, yeah, but it's you know it's kind of like you know how they like took those soldiers from Iwo Jima and they had them like recreating the flag raising all across the United States to raise money for war bonds. Mm -hmm. I mean, you think the fact that we were fighting the Nazis would have been enough, but no, it, it took a bunch of guys under bright lights and actors, right. And fireworks to raise. So, I mean, I'm not that distraught about that because, you know, we look back at the greatest generation. We, the reason we look back on them so nobly is because they didn't have, they didn't have social media. There aren't graveyards of, uh, you know, a bunch that greatest generation were also probably pretty racist, right? You know, there's not a bunch of tweets from 1944 that's like, hey, maybe we should take a page out of Hitler's book. Like, we don't see that. We just see a black and white photo of them, you know, with their, you know, their their class A's on. We go, oh, they're the greatest. So I'm not that disillusioned by it. And it's also, I'll, I'll take a win wherever. 
You know, I'll take a win wherever. If it's mm-hmm. BLM protesting against vaccines instead of, you know, me interviewing the motherfucker, excuse me, the doctor who invented the motherfucking thing, I'll take the win. If it's me interviewing I, Robert Malone and getting banned for it and going, you see, and people go, yeah. But if it's a bunch of BLM people going, you know, this is keeping us from shopping. This is t- keeping us from getting jobs. You're keeping the black man down. I'll take it. I'll, t- I'll so, take the win. I, one of those one of those things that I spend a lot of time with, because I think we do this a lot, is don't count your wins as losses, right? Uh, and we do, constantly. So <coughs> make no mistake, if it is pissing people off enough to get up and do something, I'm happy to see it happen. However, this does not change my opinion in the slightest on whether or not, uh, you know, the, the recounts and the, the audits and the blah, blah, blah are important. You know, by all means, uh, BLM getting pissed off at the left is good. Yeah. And enjoy, right? Never again, at bare minimum, never interrupt the enemy when they're making a mistake. Let them go. Uh, you know, they, that, that let them fight mean. That is the story of all of this, right? Yeah. On the other hand, look, I do serious things all the time. Uh, and this is what I do, right? And people are like, well, you know, but what can I do about it besides I want to get uh you know a, a new car next month so meh and this is the priority system and so audits are all well and good it may it might gin up the base maybe that is that is probably as good as we're going to get maybe we get some election integrity laws if you think for a minute that the left is not nine miles ahead of you i highly suggest you go look into california elections at least since the 90s because they have been doing this there for over 30 years and nobody cares. Uh, every couple of years, some new study comes out that says, oh, there's no election fraud in California, right? And it's, you go, you read the study, and you go, did a guy uh, hand write a ballot, uh, like literally pull out a pen and draw the ballot, and then uh, fill that out for someone who doesn't exist uh, and has never existed under any circumstance, fabricating a social security number from uh, absolute ether, right? No, there was one ballot that did this. Like, well, okay, is that is that some sort of embodiment of whether or not there's actually election fraud if the most ridiculous thing you can come up with only happened once? Yeah. <laughs> you know, and, you know, I, I, there's, there's a ton of these studies and they all work the same way. It, it's the most absurd shit you've ever heard of. And it's, well, you know, out of uh, 80 quadrillion ballots, we only found two. Like, well, first of all, I would have said there was none given what you were looking for. <laughs> right? that's, yeah, that's true. I think it's, and, and I don't know what it is, but so, something's disconcerting with, not disconcerting, at least curious as to how the fuck the my pillow guy got all these packet images of like election software before, during, and after the election. Well, leaks happen, yeah. right? And and that's basically what you're looking at is it is uh, look, you know, don't get me wrong. Um, when it comes down to okay, we're gonna go rush that bunker, right? then the Marine Corps is happy to just be like, all right, well, we'll, we'll put discussions aside for a moment. We're rushing the bunker. That's what we're doing. Get a bunch of Marines at a garrison and start discussing whether or not you're going to change some basic SOP. And what you will find immediately is that you have eight Marines and 40 opinions, right? And that's how it goes. And this is, this is what we're looking at, right? Is, uh, 
the, the same sh sort of shtick, you know, where there, there's not agreement. It's not, there's nothing. Boom or gone. Indeed. That's how I roll. <laughs> um, Devin, what'd you think of Dale? Uh, yeah, he, uh, very outspoken. <laughs> Dale's a passionate man. Yeah, I saw that. I love having Dale on here. In the world of, I'm going to get an answer to this question. Did you figure out anything that was important yet? Uh, yeah. I, I didn't think it, I wasn't thinking until you asked that. I was just kind of following a conversation, but um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to keep up. Um, one of the, one of the biggest things, um, it, it ties into that, that Lieutenant Colonel as well, uh, that's getting forced retired discharge at incept is, uh, like the, the biggest question was what was happening? What was planning? Like, how was Kabul being how are they processing these people before we even got there? Um, Cause like, how did it go from, we wanted, we're gonna take all the American citizens out to all of a sudden the last like two weeks that we were there, like we need to get all the citizens out. And so the, the biggest thing is like, what happened before we, like, before we got there, how were they doing this? And it was just weird to, to think about Because whenever we got there, like, like I guess in previous podcasts, um, I mentioned that we arrived and literally hours after we arrived, they breached the wall. And it's like, well, why did they do that now? Why weren't they doing that early? Hmm. And I mean, we knew that we might be going to Kabul to, to work this months, months in advance. Um, there was talks of it all the way up into hell. I, I left for deployment in February. And there was talks of hey, we might be assisting in Afghanistan with this. So, Jesus, because that's what tactical decision was was made and said. Hey, we got two weeks. Go go do fucking America's America's work. Go do God's work. You know. I, yeah, I that that's is just one thing that, that that's one thing that I definitely it's a little angry. Was, yeah. And you, you look back, you know, fucking Vietnam seems, and all those other times getting people out last minute, it's like when does it sink in, you know? Well, the, this this is how you get to was this intentional, right? Yeah. Uh specifically because it's not even a different guy. Biden was involved in pulling out of Vietnam. He knows what happened. Well, okay, maybe not, but still, hypothetically, he knows what happened, right? We we should have some experience in this. Certainly, generals should know what happened when we pulled out of Vietnam. Um, you know, whether or not they were there, because, you know, 50 years is a long time. Uh, at 40, they kind of get rid of you, so probably not the same guys, but... You know, it, I don't know exactly how long Millie's been in, but I am certain it's in the, you know, over 25 vicinity. So 
he has to have been around four Vietnam guys getting out, has to have heard of what has gone on, even if it was when he was a young lieutenant. We have to know. There, there is no possible way we don't, you know, institutionally. No, I mean, and I hear tell the Marine Corps is different about this than everybody else, but everybody knows, right? You know, you're... In Haiti, we did this. In you know Vietnam, in Korea, in World War One, in World War Two, at private entering the Marine Corps level, you are discussing uh, tactical failures of prior wars. Everybody knows, right? Yeah. I, and whenever you go to boot camp, you know um, they teach you history. Um, a lot of people probably don't know this, but like, yet you're getting you're getting slayed. You know, you're not getting a lot of sleep. You're doing a lot of um, body conditioning. <laughs> yeah, a lot, just absolutely draining every inch of fucking energy out of your body. But they also teach you um, some a little bit of science. You know, not not too much. I, if you ask me any kind of science question, I'd be like, I don't fucking know, man. But they, they teach you history. And the biggest thing is I remember it always stuck with me. It's like you look at your, your failures and you look at your, your successes and then you compare them. And that's how you progress through the uh, war. Because uh, like for Fallujah and, and all the all the Middle East actions that we've been involved in, IEDs is a big example, right? The... The enemy realized how we enter doorways. They're like, okay, this is how they're doing it. Well, now we're going to change this, and they're going to start doing it, and eventually they'll catch on. But, you know, we're going to take out a lot of lives that way. And then we said, hey, this is fucked up. So we're losing a lot of lives this way. Let's change it and then keep them guessing. But it, it just seems like that isn't, that isn't being remembered whenever we're trying to leave country uh, at the end of the war that's stop speaking war fighting right uh yeah. this this was a oh boy in the world of i'm gonna piss off a bunch of your chain of command if they ever see this this was a problem i had in the marine corps is you you start deployment spin up right and at that exact moment the marine corps changes a lot uh, oh, yeah. you know, when, you, when you're sitting in garrison, it's, you know, like, uh, well, have we pulled out all of the gear and inspected it for the sixth time this day? And you're like, no, shut up. That's not happening. Uh, and then some officer orders you to do it. You do it anyway. Um, but once you get into Marine Corps warfighter time, it's uh, OK. So uh, we need to PMCS this shit as often as necessary to make sure that it's still working. And for, you know, uh, the PMCS is basically just go through it all and make sure it's clean and, and functional, right? And all of a sudden, all the games go away, right? And as soon as you get back, it's uh, it's ridiculous games over and over and over again. Like, you know, you, you're you out there in 29 Palms and you're, you know, running through uh, dirt, sand, horribleness, and you're, you're out there for the fifth day with, like, no sleep, uh, and no one asks you how your shave is doing, right? That's not happening. You know, it's just, we sort you can't have a beard, but after that, we kind of get it. You're, you're stuck in the middle of a war fighting scenario. You're busy. We, we get it. And then you get back from the deployment, and sure enough, there is some NCO sitting there at the end of the day, like, I need you to look up. Okay, and then to the right. Okay. Dude, I know how to shave. Shut up and leave me alone, right? <laughs> and 
this is the two very different kinds of Marine Corps. Uh, you know, garrison Marine Corps is absolutely terrible. And when we start pulling out of a country, we we get out of warfighter mode. We go, well, it's over. You know, I I don't need to teach guys to breach doors. I don't need to teach guys, uh, you know, that the last guy in the stack absolutely needs to be looking over his shoulder on a very regular basis, right? And the the attention to detail moves away from this will save your life to, well, if you missed one hair while shaving, it that means that you're going to get everyone killed because you have no attention to detail. And while attention to detail is important, there is no Marine ever who has gotten that speech going, yeah, that's that's totally comparable. I get it now. <laughs> right? Yeah. I My first time I went to Afghanistan, um, so... Marine Corps boots that you're authorized to wear in uniform has to have the Eagle Globe and Anchor on the boot, right? Um, so we're like, okay, cool. You, if it's if it's starting to fade, you get new boots. If, if it's worn out, you get new boots. Um, and the first time I was in Afghanistan, we're in Bagram. It's an Air Force base with Army all over the place. Army's fucking everywhere. Yeah, and are. there's only... 60 Marines on the base at that time. And so we're there for the, the seven months. And, well, if you're out there doing combat patrols, you know, trudging through the sand and mud and all that all other bullshit, you know, fucking your boots get worn out and, well, you need new boots. Well, I'm sorry, but an Air Force base isn't going to spend the money to get Marine Corps official boots no. that you're authorized to wear a new one. And so... In garrison, I'm, I'm going to be getting yelled at. It's like, why is, why is your shoelaces a certain way? Why is your, your eagle golden anchor faded? Like, half of it's missing, blah, blah, blah. Left and over right, right over left, devil dog. <laughs> yep, yep. And then we're out here in Afghanistan, and we're like, hey, we're kind of running out of boots. Like, what the fuck do we do? The the general that I came and visited is just like, fuck it. Go buy whatever the hell's in the fucking PX. I don't give a shit. And we're like... All right, mission accomplishment, and that's that's the biggest thing. And um, so we got Marines out there wearing Oakley boots, you know, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> fucking Jordan combat boots, you know, um, <laughs> like, and then um, Kevlar kind of tying in, <laughs> yeah, uh, and then like tying in with the that lieutenant colonel that uh, we talked about earlier is he's standing up for the things that were done wrong, right? He says he wants accountability held. And that was the biggest thing. It's like we didn't learn from previous, you know, Vietnam fucking pulling out last second. And all of a sudden, nobody stood up. Nobody took that opportunity. And and here's a, here's a really good example. They're, they're trying to get him out. Yeah, okay, maybe there's certain procedures he should have done differently, you know posting it all over social media. I got fucking paper that says I'm not allowed to even be posting on social media in regards to like Marine Corps stuff. Like saying, Hey, like I hate the Marine Corps. I, I don't, I, I very much love the Marine Corps. Um, just saying, but if I were to go post on social media, something that is berating the military, berating the government, berating the thing, like I get in trouble for that. And so whenever he posted on there, yes. Okay. Now he's officially getting in trouble. Everybody in the military is like, okay, yeah, that's why he's getting in trouble. He's not getting in trouble for certain other things. He's getting in trouble because he kind of did it over social media. But the, the view is, if we all see somebody getting kicked out because they're voicing their opinion, knowing that 
hey, y'all fucked up, and I want to see people held accountable, it's kind of like, well, now I don't want to do that because I don't want to get picked up. I like my career. I like getting paid. I like having a steady paycheck. So I'm not going to risk that by going out and saying, these people need to be held accountable because they knew that what we were getting ourselves into was poorly planned and all these changes, like all this stuff could have been so much different, but because we, we had the plan and we didn't execute until last minute because we were waiting on this. We didn't want to put pressure on people above us because they could ruin our career. So this is, again, I don't know how their branches are. I'm sure that they all have some similar point, but one of those first things you get, you get taught in the world of why the Marine Corps stays tight is because everybody corrects everybody. Those are the rules, yep. right? If, you, yep. if there's a there's a general who's fucked up from the floor up, like maybe you shouldn't knife hand him and be like, hey, sir, motherfucker. But like, hey, sir, um, you know, there's a thing on your uniform and like, you know, cool. Thank you for taking care of it. Now we all look better, right? And this is the story of the Marine Corps. And... Yes, it gets taken entirely out of hand. Yes, you do get dumb privates who like to walk by and be like, hey, Colonel, right? And like, okay, you dumb bitch. That's not how that works, right? (laughs) On the other hand, that's what this guy's doing. And regardless of where he is now, where he started out was, hey, accountability needs to be had. We, We should be correcting ourselves. This is the kind of thing that makes us the Marine Corps. And he was balls on. And the answer was, Fuck you. And everybody ever went, wait a minute. You know? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's rough. Yeah. So, uh, for anybody that, you know, hasn't been in the military, doesn't, at least not in the Marine Corps, uh, I know after working with some Air Force, um, I got to learn how they do their stuff. But we have evaluations that we have to write. And one of the things is, courage right you get evaluated on your courage and so one of the things is not not necessarily um courage in in the heat of battle you know marines we're not always in battle like we're, we're in garrison and so how do you express courage in garrison it's calling out the people above you saying hey this is fucked up maybe we should fix this um like you said you're not going straight up and like listen here fucking lieutenant this is how you're <laughs> fucked up no no, no. you gotta say like pull them aside i mean I've, I've done it several times um you pull them aside and say hey you're not doing it in front of your, your fucking lowers because that's gonna put a bad image like the people above you is supposed to be this fucking perfect military personnel which we're all not perfect but you you gotta give that that perception and you pull them off the side and say hey here, here's the problem. Here are some solutions. I recommend that you choose from these, but whatever you decide is what we're going to fucking do. Right or wrong, This at least I'm taking the time to call you out and present options. And I feel like that wasn't necessarily done whenever we decided that we were going to Afghanistan. Yeah. It's, it's funny because this is the kind of thing where I don't, I don't think people who weren't Marines get how important this is, right? Uh, because it's it's the kind of thing that keeps, like, it's real small. It's not like, well, yeah, but, like, you're still able to kill people, right? Like, well, uh, yeah, but you do that better. 
You do that with a tighter group of guys. You do that uh, with guys who create the stories that have made the Marine Corps what it is. You know, like going through boot camp and it's, it's uh, you've got the drill instructors there uh, yelling at fucking brand new guys who have never been any part of the Marine Corps and like, oh, you're just going to give up? I've seen Marines who were standing on a machine gun, taking fire, ripping the flesh off their legs, and they kept going because they passed out from blood loss. But you just give up right? That story is going away. If it's not, let's keep getting hard. Let's get yeah. keep getting better, right? All those people, they're going to be gone because now it's, it's soft. It's easy. It doesn't matter anymore. And that is a big deal. And, and I, I know, you know, Don, you sound like you're doing the shaving story thing all over again. It, no, right? You know, that for those who have never done it, when you go do tactical training, there's a guy basically with his thumb up your ass being like, okay, so you're doing this slightly wrong. And this slightly wrong, that gets your shoulder out. That slightly wrong is how you catch a bullet in the face. Don't be doing it slightly wrong. Do it right. And you know what? It saves lives. Hands down, 100% of the time. Yeah, and um, so the whole getting soccer thing too. Um, so in boot camp, uh, obviously, it's changing. Uh, biggest noticeable change that you could have seen on social media has been uh, the Navy, not the, Navy, the uh, Army shark attack. Oh, yeah. Uh, that, always cracks, that always cracks me up. Yeah, that always cracks me up. Um, I always got opinions about that, but I'm not going to express them here on here. Um, well, let me express a couple on your behalf, <laughs> right? Because there, there, there's a really popular video of Marine Corps boot camp, and it's recorded from, like, a shelf somewhere and it's a guy standing firewatch and every marine ever looks at that and goes that eh, stack wall lockers dude standing there the one drill instructor walks in and then the yelling starts and then just a whole bunch of them show up from nowhere <laughs> and we all go i've been that guy <laughs> <laughs> i've seen that i've done that i lived that you know right um and, and one of the things that um we uh, did was uh um, the drill movement where you right shoulder arms, you got your rifle leaning against you, you got to hold your elbow at 90 degrees and one point of black, you know, on the rifle and, and all that stuff. Well, if if your elbow is sticking out too far, it's going to get smacked, right? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I'm not going to say what it was smacked with, but your elbow's getting smacked. Eventually, <laughs> it hurts. It eventually, it fucking hurts and you're like, I need to stop doing this. And then, the biggest thing that they, especially in boot camp, they say, um, you don't know when this will be relevant, but it will be. Mm-hmm. And, and and guess what? You're, you're in that firefight. Always is. <laughs> Always. You're in that firefight, you know? And guess what? Your elbow's not sticking out because you've got fucking hit so many times that it hurts. So you're keeping <laughs> it tight and you're going around that corner. And guess what? The only thing that enemy sees is the your eye that you're aiming down with and then your fucking rifle and maybe like the outer part of your shoulder, but that elbow is not sticking out. And it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's funny is you're going to hear in the future, um, people are going to get their fucking elbows clipped. Why? Because it's, it's too dangerous. It's too violent to, to hit somebody's elbow whenever it's sticking out the wrong way. And you know, what's extra funny about that is that you, in the world of things, you know, only Marine things. If, if your elbow is tucked into the side of you and they come by and bam, right. Um, it doesn't bother you at all. Like literally not, <laughs> but if it's all sticking out here, wham, right. Yeah. Oh, 
God, I'm uncomfortable <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, that's, and it, it also ties in with the uh, social media. Social media is taking control of uh, a lot of things, you know, and um, whenever social media started getting integrated in the military, that's whenever people were like, you know, Marine Corps is violent. It's, it hasn't changed much in, in the violence of, of, of people um, until social media came out. We always hear stories of the old court and <laughs> somebody somewhere saw something they didn't like on social media that the military is doing. And I'll just use an example of getting your elbow, elbow hit because it's sticking out. Somebody's going to see that and they're like, that's too violent. That's, that's abuse on blah, blah, blah. It's like, yeah, but at least I learned that I didn't get my elbow shot off. And, and like, uh, like Tom was saying, you know, it's, it's those bots, right? And it probably majority of the time, it's not even American people that are, are having these issues. It's well, there's, some other there's a bunch of studies on this. It is, generally speaking, at most uh, 8% of America that gets upset about this kind of crap, which is basically nobody. <laughs> right? yeah. Um, but yeah, it's because whenever I was stationed in Okinawa, it was the Chinese that would send over protesters. And that's the same thing. You know, people are going to see fucking Joe Schmo is posting about this. Well, guess what? Joe Schmo may look like some some dude from America or whatever, you know, but really it's some Russian, some Chinese dude using this account. You just got catfished into thinking that their opinion matters and that they're going to make a change. And then that, that person has 12 accounts mm-hmm. and they're all doing that. And then eventually, you know, enough people see it and it's, it's going to start affecting um, how everybody else sees their opinions and it's going to be... So a, a strangely personal example that I have with this, sort of, uh, is that a little while ago I stumbled onto uh, a colonel, I want to say it was a colonel, uh, who had some social media account who was talking all kind of shit about the military and uh, you know, civilians are pieces of shit and blah, blah, blah. And so I looked up the name and there was like 20 accounts with this guy's name. And I went, okay, there, there is no one who is actually doing this. So uh, I, I pulled up his command and I, I called and I said, uh, hey, I'm pretty sure this isn't this guy. Uh, and some major answered and was like, nope, he doesn't have social media accounts. Uh, you know, like I was at his house for dinner last week. He doesn't have social media accounts. I went, I figured... And I figured you guys are going to want to know this. And he said, yeah, uh, strangely, for some reason, somebody picked up his name quite a while back. And this happens a lot. And I said, well, you know, here's a list of accounts. Um, I, I assume you guys have ways to, you know, contact various support agencies. And he said, thank you. Uh, this, is, this is a serious problem. We have it a lot. Um, and seriously, nothing but you guys calling in or, or you know, that sort of thing. We find out because, like, you know, some sergeant walks in and is like, hey, sir, did you know you have a social media account that says you hate America? <laughs> and he's, no, what? And this isn't just an extension of how bad this is, right? So half of these, easily half of all these, like, oh, uh, well, but he's a, he's a colonel who has been in charge of, of special forces. And he hates America. They're all bullshit, right? Yeah. And if you don't believe it, call the commands. Find out. Because I promise you the response you're going to get is, Please send me the accounts. We need to get rid of these things. They just never stop. <laughs> so, yeah. hey, to 
butt in. I got to wrap this one up. I got to bounce out. I got another guy in five minutes because I'm, <laughs> I'm a workaholic who will only be happy when I'm dead. So uh, <laughs> I'd say that jokingly. I'm not depressed. But uh, <laughs> but uh, Devin, thanks for coming on, man. Don, thanks for showing yeah. your big sexy face. That's how I roll. And uh, Dale, wherever you are, doing whatever, fighting God knows what. Dale's going to live till he's 107. Yeah. Dale's going to outlive Probably all. shoot somebody on the day that he dies, too. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Dale will have an actual dead man switch. Uh, <laughs> th- thermite in his home. But, uh, all right. I got to wrap this one up. I don't really have well, thanks that. again for having me, man. Shut up, uh, Don. I don't know how much of, uh, of cobble we talked about, but I think it does. Oh, uh, yeah. We got into a little bit of cobble <laughs> very quickly. Yeah. I've, as soon as... Dale's like a lawnmower or like a leaf blower. You just got to keep tugging on it. And you're like, come on, Dale. And you can see him kind of wake up. And then it's, <laughs> and then you're like, there we go. And you just kind of sit back and like feel the fire. There <laughs> we go. It's it's going. But uh, all right, guys. Thank you very much for coming on here, Devin. Don. Uh, thank you for having me. Stay sexy. I, I will do what I can. Black Lives Matter. Don't take the vaccine. Recording stopped. <laughs>